Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Talking Philly Sports with Matty B. I am your host, Matt Benarchek. It is Monday, September the 14th, 2020, and boy, has it been a, has it been a 24 hours. Oh, yeah, it has. sums up the mood of every Philadelphia Eagle fan worldwide. Do not or don't turn out the lights. Please believe me when I tell you there's something wrong. Well, that kind of sums up my mood here today. Near, nay, what, 20, 20 hours removed from the week one Thud, I guess you the uh, use of a better word, the thud in Landover, Maryland, that the Eagles came out the gate of the 2020 season with yesterday against the Washington football team. For those of you who do not know, if you're listening somewhere on the other side of the of the globe in a, in a, in a wood shack somewhere, the Philadelphia Eagles lost 27 to 17 to the Washington football team yesterday in a way that defies a lot of logical thinking, except when you ask me, because I know exactly why the Eagles lost yesterday. It's the reason why they are going to probably lose a bulk of their games in 2020. And I'm going to spend the better part of this show uh, explaining myself, uh, justifying my fandom, and and basically giving you the reasons why I believe that this team is is inadequately staffed or rostered and staffed. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna look at the blame, we're gonna try to place the blame, we're gonna look at all different aspects of this game from the first quarter up into the end. And we'll hopefully at the end of this we'll come to a consensus that we can all accept. Now, if you're in the Delaware Valley. Uh, or even if you're not, again, uh, again, I, I, I make no bones of my allegiance to 94 WIP. And if you're in the Delaware Valley and you're a sports fan, obviously you've been listening to the last 20 hours or so of, of 94 WIP, and it has been an onslaught of Doug Peterson that, Carson Wentz this, the offensive line that, Howie Roseman this. And it's all justified, 100% of it. And what I've found throughout all this is – how shocked everybody is. Well, that is everybody but me. I mean, I've been vocal, extremely vocal over the last five months since the schedule came out, essentially, that this football team was not going to be an 11-win team, that wasn't going to be a 10-win team, and I don't think it was going to be a 9-win team. Um, 
I had the ceiling of this team. At, you know, when I, when the when the schedule came out, I struggled with eight and eight, uh, seven and nine. Kind of went back and forth. I think the Cleveland Brown game back then was the game that I kept kind of going back and forth with. And that, that could go either way, right? But um, and and I stayed on that seven and nine, eight and eight warpath for a while. Now, and that was up until about the late late part of July, early part of August. When the camp, when the team broke camp and, and went to training camp and began to just, I, you know, implode. I, I mean, they were imploding on the practice field, and for people to be so shocked and amazed that yesterday they went out there and lost the way they did, I, it's besides me. I, I don't understand it. I've been very even keeled about what happened yesterday. I mean, am I mad? Yeah, of course, because ultimately I do not want my football team to lose, but. Sometimes you got to cut it off in order to heal it. And sometimes reality hurts. Now, that's an important phrase to remember as I go through this show today. Reality hurts. Now, no pun intended to Jalen Hurts, but I believe that this is all going to be tied in together at some point in the very near future, I think, for this football team. Anyway. So yesterday the Eagles came out, and in the first, I would say, what, 29 and a half minutes of that football game, the first two-plus quarters, I mean almost the two-plus quarters, they uh, began to implode at the end of the second quarter. But they looked really good. They looked banged up on the offensive line, as we all knew. And, um, and of course, I think it was right after I did my pregame show that the team released the inactive list. And – I remember I was talking to Joe Giglio yesterday very specifically about Jalen Hurts and would he find his way onto the field yesterday. And Joe said that he believed that they would use him in some some way or form. But, you know, here's the thing. You can't get on the field unless you're active. And the Eagles made Jalen Hurts inactive yesterday. So he wasn't even on the uh, in the stadium. I don't even know if he was in, in, in the area. I mean, if you consider the Philadelphia metropolitan area in the area of, of – of, uh, Landover, Maryland, then yeah. But other than that, I don't think he was within an earshot of that stadium. They also decided on a, a game time decision to inactivate uh, Lane Johnson and Miles Sanders, which then made a situation on the offensive line that was already bad worse. And also made a situation on the running game, which was already thin, thinner. So with all that being said, we, we we started the game and we started well. Carson was playing well. The offensive line had its problems, had its moments, but it also held. It held. And the Eagles went out to a 17-0 lead against a team, let's face it, man, the Washington football team. They're not good. They are not good. Um, their offense is pretty putrid. They got a decent up-and-rising, up-and-coming uh, defense, but – until Washington decides to move on to a real quarterback and bring in some real weapons, you know, they're going to be an eight and eight type team, uh, maybe seven and nine, but that's, that's them. <laughs> We're not even in that realm. Right. But at the end of the second quarter, Carson Wentz in a play that will probably, or has been and will be dissected probably between now and Thanksgiving. Um, roll, uh, pass the ball to the right. In, in, in a situation where you would think they would have been a little bit more conservative, knowing that they had the ball coming out of out of halftime, the Eagles had the, had won the toss, had deferred the opening kickoff. 
So they had the football coming back in the second half. But on a third down play, Carson Wentz decides to throw this out pattern to the right to John Hightower, who is one of our rookie wide receivers. Now, John Hightower performed horribly yesterday. Uh, horrible. Uh, he was targeted a few times. He had a drop. Um, he had another drop that was uh, wiped out because of a penalty. I mean, he was also – and he was involved in this interception play where he was basically – he had run the wrong route. The ball was on the throne. But Carson – in the ensuing battle for the football, he was just pushed out by the by the DB and, and, and the interception occurred. A few plays later, it's 17-7. They go into halftime. Come back out second half. They go three and out, and then the onslaught begins. Okay, seventeen fourteen, right? Seventeen seventeen, twenty four seventeen, twenty seven seventeen. The Reds, excuse me, the football team scored twenty seven unanswered points to beat the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. The Eagles did not score a point in the second half of that football game. Carson Wentz would go on to get sacked eight times, throw two interceptions, fumble the ball twice. One time they lost the fumble, and the other time they recovered it. And in a lot of experts' eyes, and including mine, regressed back to his rookie season in the way he was processing the field, processing the defense. Again, we had issues with holding on to the football too long. Uh, there was some suspect play calling where, you know, you had a banged-up offensive line. That got worse as the game went on, and I'll get to that in a second. Doug Peterson kept calling plays that Carson Wentz would, would straight drop back. With, they weren't utilizing his mobility. They weren't rolling him out. Questions about whether or not the hamstring injury that I, I talked to Joe Giglio about yesterday lingered. Maybe that, you know, he wasn't fully 100% to be mobile. But they led him to the slaughter, okay? Now, the O-line – Eight sacks, all right? Now, out of those eight sacks, six of those can be squared. And I've looked at each one of the eight, and six of them I can put on the, on the shoulders of Carson Wentz uh, through holding on to the football way too long. Uh, not re not making the proper uh, correct first read, um, getting the ball out quick. Six of those eight were Carson Wentz, in my opinion. Two of them were jailbreak-type jailbreak type, um jailbreak type um, plays where where he was kind of left you know left for slaughter right but six out of the eight I can pin on the on the heels of Carson Wentz now the O-line so the O-line started the game with Nate Herberg in for Lane Johnson Jack Driscoll in for uh, Brandon Brooks and Jason Peters in the left right Jack Driscoll left the game at some point due to injury. So Jordan Mailata, who, if you guys are not familiar with who he is, he was a, um, a draft pick back in 2018. He is a rugby player. He's from New Zealand. He never played American football before, but the Eagles took like a sixth-round pick on him. He's been kind of learning the game over the last two seasons, but and he finally got an opportunity to play yesterday. But what does it speak to the depth of this football team? that we were down to a rugby player hopping in there on the offensive line to protect our franchise quarterback. So he played well, though, actually. By the time he got into the game, the game was slipping out of control at that point anyway. Carson was beyond uh, saving then. he was Carson was trying to win the game single-handedly, which ne is never good. 
and, and the team just really imploded on offense. Uh, the defense, you know what? I, I don't have an issue with the defense yesterday. Yeah, should could they have made some plays? Could they have created at least one turnover? Absolutely. But when the Eagle offense handed them consistent short fields to defend, you know, you, you really can't ask much more of, of what they tried to do. Uh, it's hard to oh, it's hard to do that. There's a reason why you have punters in the NFL. There's a reason why you punt the ball. You flip the field. You, you can't give the other team the ball on your side of the field consistently in this league and and win. So we lose twenty seven to seventeen. <laughs> and you know, again, what I want to focus on today, and for those of you who don't who don't know. I really suggest you pop on 94WIP, 941, or any sports talk radio station in the city of Philadelphia. Hop on the radio.com app if you're not in the Philadelphia area. Search 94.1. Search any of the other Philadelphia sports talk stations in Philadelphia and just listen. I'm not telling you to call. I mean, you can call if you want, but just listen. Listen to the steady stream of Carson Wentz is not an elite quarterback. Doug Peterson is scared. You know, listen to all that. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not. But what I saw back in May when the draft happened and the schedule came out and I began to condition myself for what happened yesterday, I had a leg up on the entire Delaware Valley or, or more specifically the uh, on Eagles Nation because there was nothing surprising me yesterday. What actually was surprising was they were up 17 nothing at one point. But the impending implosion didn't really surprise me. I was ready for it. I knew it was coming. Because this team is not constructed well. This team is a product of four really, really bad drafts by our general manager. This team is the product of giving out contracts to the wrong people. It is the general manager that produced what was on the field yesterday. Now, Howie and Doug, the players, share an equal share. Share a share, not equal, but a share. But let me put it to you this way. The head coach of a football team can put a, a game plan together. He can put personnel packages together. But he's not going to be running on the football field every play, making sure everybody understands where they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to be doing. He's not going to do that. A starting quarterback cannot throw the ball to himself. The starting quarterback cannot provide his own pass protection. The starting quarterback cannot provide his own run protection. He needs a supporting cast around him to do those things for him. The Philadelphia Eagles are not equipped to do that. Before the season even began yesterday, we were decimated with injury. Decimated. Brandon Brooks, gone for the year. Andre Dillard, gone for the year. Which, you know, I'm speaking of Andre Dillard like he's a big loss, which I don't honestly think he is. But still, he was a first-round draft pick, gone for the year. Lane Johnson apparently had some ankle issues coming out of the 2019 season, did not get those ankle issues addressed until August of 2020 with a surgery. Why he waited that long, I don't know. Miles Sanders dealing with some injuries coming out of training camp. Out. Hardgrove, another free agent pickup from Howie Roseman. Out. 
I mean, the list goes on and goes on. I don't even want to bring up the injury. I, I looked at it extensively yesterday. Me and Joe Giglio talked about it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to see it. I, I don't want to even be reminded of it. But that is why we lost yesterday. And that is why, as we move forward through this season now, next week we got the Rams here in Philly. You know, a game that, again, I spoke with Joe Giglio yesterday and said, listen, if we did not win the Washington game, is that home game a must win? Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's a must win. Now, the Rams last night opened up their season in their brand-new stadium out in L.A., and they beat the Cowboys. Now, let me preference, obviously, it's the Cowboys, right? And I'm glad the Cowboys lost. But the Cowboys are a significantly better football team than the Philadelphia Eagles are on paper. They really are. And I don't have confidence heading into this game next week. Um, nor should anybody, really. Nor should anybody. So what do we what are we left with? What 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 are we left with as we move forward for the next 15 games of the 2020 season? And I'm gonna tell you what we're left with. And I and I hope that four months from now, you know. When you look back on this, I hope I'm right. And 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 again, I, I have to explain myself why I feel this way. Everyone again is calling me a Debbie Downer. They're calling me a non-Eagle fan. They're, they're questioning my allegiance to this football team. Nothing could be further than the truth. I am entrenched with love of this football team. But what I'm not entrenched with anymore is drinking the Kool-Aid of this general manager. And his horrible decisions on draft day, his horrible decisions in the free agent market, I can't look past it anymore. You got to cut the cure. And we got to cut Howie Roseman today. And I will be on that the fire Howie Roseman, and I've been on the on the on the fire Howie Roseman bandwagon for a long time. It just kind of goes up, it fluctuates up and down. You know, I was I was fired a man after the draft. But, you know, that gets tempered in time. The problem is now I'm going to get a weekly reminder of how bad this football team is when we go out there this year and we embarrass ourselves in front of the National Football League. But you got to look at the silver linings. We could potentially have a top five draft pick next year. And hopefully a new general manager can come in, get rid of some of these horrible contracts, get rid of some of these players, and we can start rebuilding this thing when there's still a quarterback to salvage. Now, Let's go to quarterback. Carson Wentz has been receiving a massive amount of criticism today. Massive amount. Massive. Questioning everything that he does as a quarterback. But again, I have come to grips with Carson Wentz being the type of quarterback that he had that he is years ago. He's not an elite quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. He's an above-average quarterback that every team in this league would probably love to have. But you got to give him weapons. you got to give him protection. you got to give him a chance out there. And the Eagles aren't doing it. And our second-round draft pick, the vaulted backup quarterback from the University of Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts. You know, the, the unfortunate byproduct of what this season will probably become will be a quarterback controversy as – the Eagles continue to struggle through the rest of this season. 
the fingers are going to be entrenchedly starting to be placed on Carson Wentz. And it's going to create a, a, an issue here. John Marks talked about it the other night. The last thing we don't need in this, t- this town right now is a quarterback controversy. We, we, we just don't need one. Okay? We, we don't deal with those well. But there's one a brewing. There's one a coming. And it's unfair to Carson. Because he's getting vilified for something that I believe he's got a hand in, but he doesn't have both of them in. So we will continue to muddle through. And we will continue to have hot debates. I will continue to do pregame shows. I will continue to talk about the Eagles. I will continue to talk about everything that is right and wrong with this football team. Now, Jalen Rager, the first-round draft pick, listen, I think the kid's legit. I think the kid's got some ability. Um, we they, they asked him to do a lot of difficult things yesterday, and he, for the most part, he, he answered the bell. There was one play where he, towards the end of the first half, where he beat his man. He had about at least two steps on him, but Carson underthrew the ball. But uh, if you look at the play, he had stutter-stepped at one point where I think that's where, you know, that's what cost Carson that, you know, that's what cost that play. If he hadn't, if he would just blown by his, his, his defender, which he would have done easily, he would have probably been in the end zone, but he'll learn through that and he'll, he'll change that thing and he'll make those types of corrections. And there will be big plays coming from Jalen Rager this season. But outside of that, our second round pick was inactive. Our third round pick was inactive. Our fourth round pick got on the field for a few plays. It's just really, it's really sad to see the product of, 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 of player we have on the field. Now, again, I said from the very beginning of all this, I preference, I preference this with everything. And I, I say this and I mean this, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that there's a switch that they can throw down there. That'll turn this thing around and get this team back on track. But, Time will tell, right? Time will tell if the Eagles can salvage their season. Now let's transition real quick to the other sports team that's actively participating in activities in Philadelphia. Now be the Phillies. <laughs> Entering this weekend, the Phillies were two and a half games uh, ahead of the Florida Mar- Miami Marlins, entrenched in the number five slot in the NL playoff race, and really – looking at a seven-game series in four days, which is what they had to do against Miami, was a was looked upon as a make-or-break type thing. Well, entering play today, the Phillies play this afternoon a little bit later on. If the Phillies lose this game today to the Marlins, they would have dropped five out of seven in this series. It's amazing. It's, it's absolutely amazing that the Phillies have struggled so mightily against a team like the Marlins over the last two and a half seasons. Amazing. So right now, Philadelphia sports in Philadelphia is a mess. It's a mess. Um, and it, it's frustrating. It's, it's, it drives you crazy. It makes you mad. But it also keeps you going in the day. It, 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 it wakes you up in the morning. It splashes cold water in your face. And you, you, you greet the day, right? I don't have confidence in the Philadelphia Eagles in 2020. And I've never said I did. I'm not changing anything. I'm not going back on anything. I don't. The roster stinks. 
The general manager, Howie Roseman, is responsible for that roster. He is responsible for the years of bad drafting. He needs to be fired. Doug Peterson, you know, Doug is Doug is a competent head coach, and he's a Super Bowl-winning head coach. But Doug needs help, too. From those 14 offensive assistant coaches he has on that team, someone needs to stand up and help him out. Carson Wentz is a great is, is a good quarterback. I must say great. He's a good quarterback. But he can't win it by himself, and he's not going to be able to win it by himself. He needs help. We all need help. So as we get ready for the week ahead and we get ready to gear up against the Rams for the home opener next Sunday, I, I, I wait the game. Um, I wait the changes that are going to be made. I wait the, um, the speeches that are going to come out of the locker room. Um, the Zach Ertz situation is, is starting to get from bad to worse. Zach's body language was all wrong yesterday. He dropped a very critical play at the end of the game, a fourth down and three where he was wide open and the ball hit him in the hands and he dropped it. Then he, then he decided not to speak with any reporters after the game. So the Zach Ertz situation is just another product of how badly this organization is being run right now, where we have a player like Zach Ertz who seems to be quitting on the Eagles. So a lot of work to be done, a lot of time to be wasted or a lot of time to be, changed i hope you guys have a great week i have uh awesome stuff in store for you this weekend i have an official announcement i'd like to make now about the pod on the pod wip show producer wip host and creator of the bird's eye pod and a contributor to the go birds pod kyle quinn is going to be joining me as the official Talking Philly sports with Matty B, Eagles pregame show um, analyst, so to speak. Uh, he'll be joining me starting on week two, and I I really look forward to to talking the game with him. I really look forward to talking what you know the you know breaking down the upcoming games with Kyle. Uh, it's a great um, he's a great young sports mind, uh, one of the rising stars in the Philadelphia media scene. I sports media scene. I've interviewed him here on this on this pod before. And I'm looking forward to working with him over the next four months. And I hope and pray to God that it's a good four months. And we don't, and we can mitigate, and we can mitigate um, any more of this nonsense. All right. So until then, everybody, stay safe, take care, keep your heads up, go birds, go Phillies. Let, let, let's try to accept reality as reality is, and let's try to change things, Okay. The power of the people. Remember, Howie Roseman must be fired. And it must happen soon in order to save our football team. I will talk to you guys later on in the week. Until then, take care. Take care.